Hello humans and welcome back to my podcast, Life is Fair. This is, as always, your host, uh, Miko Parker here, delivering with you today the 2022 Senate analysis as of 2021. Uh, please keep in mind that this is all a prediction and this is not uh, finalized and it is only finalized on election day. That's why it's important for you all, the listeners, to vote on election day in 2022. Um, but this is what we're doing in this episode. This is entirely, entirely based off of polls. Um, please keep in mind that polls are very, very limited at the moment, mostly because one, it's very early and two, it, polls have been getting less and less accurate and pollsters have found it less and less meaningful to, um, go forward and do polls in uh, elections anymore because of how inaccurate they can be. And we were in, uh, many polls were inaccurate, especially in the state of Florida with the 2020 election saying that Donald Trump wouldn't win the state of Florida. He did. And by a pretty pretty comfortable margin in front of Biden, but we're not going to get in front of and in, into all of that. We kind of will, but we won't in this episode of Life Isn't Fair, the twenty twenty two Senate analysis as of twenty twenty one. I hope you all enjoy this episode of Life Isn't Fair. Uh, expect after this episode to uh, you will be getting my hot topics. If you're not if you're not very interested in uh, elections and stuff, then you. If you're here for hot topics, then you are more than able to do so after this episode ends and you will be able to listen to that. There will be two episodes coming out on uh, Wednesday because I'm recording on Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. So let's get straight into this. So before we can get started uh, diving into this episode of Life Isn't Fair, uh, let's start by looking at Joe Biden's approval rating. This could mean a lot, and this will mean a lot for Democrats. As of right now, uh, what uh, pollsters call this in uh, when polling, they call the beginning of a poll of, of, of a president's approval rating uh they call it the honeymoon stage when it's like in the beginning. So, you know, marriages, when they start out, they're just amazing. They go on a honeymoon and everything's beautiful. And then later in the marriage, they come with problems, issues arise, things start going crazy. Children are born. There's so much going on. It gets chaotic. And that's that's where we were a few months ago. As of August 2021, his approval rating is dropping and that honeymoon is kind of going on a wild adventure. So Joe Biden, he started with in uh, January of uh, January 20th, uh, 25th, 2021, when the first real approval rating came out, Joe Biden was up at 55.1% approval. And then his approval rating started dropping and now it has dropped by nearly five points and now he's at 51% meaning that he's edging very closer for the unapproval to uh rise his uh, disapproval rating is starting to rise it's at 43% 43% the highest that it's ever been the entire time that Joe Biden has been president 
he started with a 37.7% approval rating. And this is looked at as a very good approval rating. Um, and compared to Donald Trump, he had a very terrible approval rating starting out as president, really. He had a little bit of a good approval rating, like, during his inauguration, that was mostly his consisting of his supporters, and then it just it just went haywire, and uh, impeachment happened, COVID-19, his approval rating was the lowest it's ever been, probably lowest in approval rating history, because approval ratings aren't very old. They This is really something that is a very, more of a new thing than it is an old thing. So, yeah, and and Joe Biden... He had a he has a very unique approval rating compared to other presidents because like yeah it's dropping it's it's going to drop the disapproval is going to take over the approval rating that's how it always works but we saw at the beginning his his disapproval rating was up a little bit and then it dipped it dipped in in the start of February and I'm thinking that that's because of uh, the American Rescue Plan. I forget exactly when it was uh, approved of, but I think that that's when the American Rescue Plan started to become more and more popular and people started approving of it. So the disapproval really dipped right there if you if you were if you were looking at uh, my uh, approval rating that I'm looking at right now. So Joe Biden is pretty steady with his approval rating. His approval rating has dropped by nearly four points. He's at 51.8% of an approval rating. He's still kind of okay. He's still kind of in his honeymoon stage. People still kind of have a liking for him, but people are starting to disapprove of him. There is more incompetent leadership. Democrats are losing faith in him, mostly because of, you know, the recall in uh, California right now. He's kind of failing there. Uh, The Democratic Party as a whole is really being hated right now because of the whole Andrew Cuomo situation. Uh, there's so much going on right now. And this always falls back on Joe Biden's approval rating. We can always look at Joe Biden's approval rating and see how an event may go, especially for Democrats. So currently right now, uh, the disapproval rating is about to take over. And I would say uh, somewhere in September, it'll take over. And that will be it for Joe Biden's approval rating. So, if we look at the map, uh, of course, southern states really disapprove of Joe Biden, but there are some states where Joe Biden is doing fairly well. In Georgia, they're pretty pretty split on Joe Biden's approval rating. Uh, Florida, pretty split. You would expect Florida to be very disapproval of Joe Biden, but it's at 49% approval rating, 46% disapproval rating, which is a very, very close margin, but is still saying, hey, this is a pretty close margin and Joe Biden is still sort of approved in the state of Florida. So he's still, he's, he hasn't lost all hope because there are, uh, in the way that DeSantis just came out with a message uh, battling Joe Biden, how Joe Biden responded was very, uh, very confrontational the way he's responded and very, uh, he, he, threw, he threw some soft jabs. Let's just say that. Joe Biden threw some very tough jabs at um, Governor DeSantis in the state of Texas. Joe Biden is split. He is evenly split. Uh, He's at a 46 approval rating and a disapproval rating of 46, meaning that uh, Texas is equally divided on Joe Biden's approval rating. In the state of Arizona, he has a 1.3% approval rating, 
uh, 49% approve, 48% disapprove. Uh, what's another hot state that we can look at? Virginia, of course. Uh, Joe, Virginia, Joe Biden is really liked in Virginia. He's up by 10 points. Uh, he's at 53% approval and 43% disapproval. In the state of North Carolina, Joe Biden is actually approved of uh, by 5.9% majority. He's a approved, uh, people approve him by a 49% approval rating and a disapproval rating of 43%, which is, uh, which is pretty interesting. So in Pennsylvania, where all this infrastructure stuff will be going to, the Senate just passed an infrastructure bill that will be going, uh, that will be resting on the people of Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is pretty split on Joe Biden's approval rating. He's at a 48% approval and 46% disapprove of Joe Biden. Um, so that those are really the tough states right now. Um, Michigan disapproves of him, which is pretty interesting how Michigan disapproves of him, but considering how he won here in 2020 by a lot. But, you know, stuff like this happens. Like, Donald Trump, he was loved by the people of Pennsylvania. He was loved by the coal miners and stuff. And then by the 2020 election, everybody hated him because of how much mistakes he made and uh, taxes and stuff and so on and so forth. There was lots of uh, things that happened with uh, Donald Trump. But Wisconsin, uh, another state that Joe Biden flipped into the Democratic column in 2020, uh, they approve him. Overall, they approve of him. He's only approved by a 1.1 percentage point, but he's approved by 47% and disapproved by a 45% majority. In the state of Minnesota, not really much of a contested state, really, so I'm not going to go into that, but New Hampshire. This will be another, these are, this will, this will be another uh, tough state for Democrats to hold on to in 2022. And uh, 50% of New uh, people in New Hampshire disapprove of him, 49% approve of him, which is basically equally divided. Um, what's another state here? Another state that will be big for Democrats in 2022. Uh, Iowa, not so much, but I think I got, I think I got just about most of them. Oh, in Nevada. Nevada, that'll be another uh, tough state for Democrats, but they are comfortably at a 52% approval rating and a 42% disapproval rating in the state of Nevada. Nevada likes Trump, likes uh, Biden. He Another state that he flipped in 2020, he did a very good job. And Joe, Biden, Joe Biden is no longer in the Senate, so he can't really help them out that much or that well, and it won't be easy flipping seats for Democrats, mostly because of the fact that they don't have, uh, like Joe Biden did, not a good weapon. Uh, they're... They're not easily able to... Chuck Schumer isn't the person that you think of when trying to flip states. So that's Joe Biden's approval rating. Overall, he is pretty much approved by the American public. He's, his approval rating is dipping and getting narrower. But overall, he has good approval with the American people. So... Uh, before we get started again, uh, diving into polls, I want to verify uh, ver- some th- uh, key things that you'll know that you'll need to know. I'm going to start with senators who are retiring. So these are senators that will be leaving the United States Senate. They have announced that they will be leaving, and that in 2022 they will not seek re-election. And these are the senators that are up for re-election in 2022, but will not be running because they plan to retire. 
Uh, remember, there are lots of senators that have not confirmed or denied whether or not they will be running for another term in 2022. There are lots of representatives trying to get into their Senate races, but overall, um, many people have not verified. People like uh, 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 Chuck, Chuck Grassley, who um, his voters in Iowa want him to retire because of how old he is. Uh, the Republican Party has been very consistent with that, making sure that very old people are kicked out of office. So as of right now, he hasn't even announced whether he'll be running or not. Uh, he holds on to the title of the um, the president pro tempore if Republicans ever take back the uh, Senate and the White House. So he's a, he's a name that's up there. So let's look at some things in 2022 so here are the people that will be retiring they have they have it openly admitted that they will be retiring richard burr the senator for north carol carolina he made them he made himself a lame duck back in 2016 he said that he would not run for another term back in, this was back in 2016 now he's up for re-election he doesn't plan to run so that would indefinitely says that he is lame duck he'll be gone in 2022. Uh, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and he announced in t- October of 2020 that he won't be running for another, ter- uh, another term in the United States Senate. Another one is Rob Portman of Ohio. He announced back in January of 2020 that he won't seek re-election, saying uh, lots of people are leaving in Ohio. So, and lots of people are in the Senate race for Ohio. Many Democrats and Republicans are very, very invested in this race. I don't see much of a hope for Democrats, but we'll talk more about that. Um, Richard Shelby of Alabama will not be seeking another term. He announced this back in February of 2021. Richard Shelby uh, obviously isn't um, a key figure in the United States Senate, and he will be leaving, so... Um, I'm not sure if he indicated why, but I think, uh, I, he's just, he's just leaving. He's just leaving. So he, and he announced that back in February of 2020. Roy Blunt of Missouri announced in March of 2021 that he will not be seeking re-election. Um, so that's that. And, uh, I want you to notice one thing. Democrats have the upper hand here because one, two, three, Four, five senators will be retiring. Okay, this l- means this seat is open in twenty twenty two. Five of these seats were held by Republicans, meaning that Democrats have the upper hand of putting Democrats in in these seats in these states. It entirely, it 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 all rests on 2022 but you gotta also remember republicans also have the upper hand because most of these states that are these senators that are leaving they're in very very safe republican states like alabama north carolina well not much of north carolina but uh alabama nor uh, uh another one is missouri um yeah, there's just uh, so so many other people um that are be leaving i'm not too sure if i mentioned roy blunt yeah but uh, i'm I don't think I said Roy Blunt, but Roy Blunt will not be seeking another term for the state of Missouri, so he will be leaving 
he said in March of 2021 that he will not seek re-election. Re I'm not too sure if I already said that, but hey, better be safe than sorry. So now I do wish all these senators uh, the best and that they will be leaving and have a better life. So there's, as I said, a good chance that in states like North Carolina, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, where these states were very hot in 2020, that they can carry out being hot in 2022 for Democrats and possibly flipping into Democratic columns. But you got to remember, of these states, of these three states that are expect that are retiring senators, you got to remember, only one of these three states went to Joe Biden. The other two went to Republicans. All of these Republicans. So it doesn't matter if a Republican really fills all of these seats. Again, Democrats only need to flip one seat and they will have a majority in the United States Senate. Let's look at our map. So let, let's uh, move on to the next thing in here. So Republicans need, and this goes the same for Republicans. If Republicans flip a single seat, they just need one seat, then they will have Mitch McConnell will hold the majority. Just one seat needs to be flipped for Republicans, and it'll be a tough race. So, uh, Republicans need to invest. They need to invest in states like Georgia. They need to, if they want to hold their majority, possibly get Kelly Loeffler back in the United States Senate. They need to focus on states like New Hampshire, where they aren't locked like that much. They need to focus on uh, uh, what's another state? They need to focus on Arizona. Arizona, they need to focus on flipping that back in the Republican column. In Nevada, they need to pick up here. If they can pick up pick up in these few states, then they will have a majority. They will have a majority uh, either way, no matter when. As long as the map stays as we expect it to, um, there are only a few states that we expect to be very tough for Republicans in 2022. So now that I've explained, uh, uh, now all of you, some of you prediction episodes, experts that may be listening, maybe asking, well, what about Wisconsin? Because uh, the senator for Wisconsin hasn't announced whether or not he'll be running. He, he was, he's been kind of inconsistent. He's been very inconsistent of whether or not he'll be running for uh, re-election in 2022. So we'll have to see what happens right now. He's, I think that he said that he's favoring, um, uh, doing another term, and then in the next election, which I think will be in 2026, I think he'll be retiring. I'm not too sure you'll have to verify that source with uh, the news, uh, but uh, yeah, so you know, yeah, so he's been very inconsistent about whether or not he'll be retiring, but I think that he said that he favors just uh staking it out in 2022 and then leaving in 2026 when he is up for another term. So that solidifies what's going to happen in Wisconsin. So let's uh, move on to the next thing. Uh, well, uh, so I don't know what I'm doing here. So, so now you may be asking, uh, uh, because Democrats at this point have a 49-seat majority. So you may, be, and some of you may be, out, may, may be saying, hey, that's wrong. I'm right. Uh, there's a 49 to 48, 
yeah, there's a 49 to 48 majority in the United States Senate at this moment between the two political parties. You may be asking, how is this possible? Because it's a 50-50 majority. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Repub- Democrats do have a majority in the United States Senate, but here's the thing. They have Angus King. Angus King is an independent. He caucuses with Democrats. So that's uh, that ends it right there. And Democrats can't uh, screw over Angus King because he has had a record of not standing with the Democratic Party all the time and just caucusing with them to get his committees so so that he's not a useless senator. So uh, let's move on to the retirements and the likeliness of these states flipping into the Democratic or Republican column. So in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is a toss-up state. Uh, a 55% majority for Democrats and a 45% majority for Republicans. This was a Democratic pickup in 2020. Uh, Joe Biden won this state and he won it by a pretty comfortable majority. This was a highly disputed state by the Trump campaign and others. So that settles it in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, obviously, will be going into the Republican part party's column as the North, as North Carolina's ideology shifts further left. Um, in the state of Ohio, without a doubt, Republicans will be holding on to the state by a 69% majority to Democrats' 31% chance of winning here. So this is this is uh, solidifying that uh, Ohio, Ohio is going very deep uh, deep into the uh, to the right, so their ideology has gone further and further right. In the state of Alabama, uh, this is really not going to be a shock, but Republicans obviously will be holding on to this seat. Like, there's no doubt about that. Alabama, one of the most safest red seats in the entire country. 97% chance of winning here. Obviously, Republicans will be holding on to this state right here. This is a obviously a safe state. So in the state of Missouri, we see another no-brainer. Republicans will be holding on to this seat with a 80, 88% chance of winning the state. It's a likely state at the moment. So yeah, so 88% chance of winning with the Democrats, 12% chance of winning. And remember, this can all change by uh, 2022. So those are all of the retired states. Now, I just named five states, but here's the thing. Democrats only win one of these five states. They only flip one state, and that's the state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, they won 55%, and Republicans, 45%. And this can all change by Election Day. Election Day, Democrats could be up by a, uh, by, be down by a 12% majority, and Republicans holding a, uh, I, don't, I don't know, a, 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 like a 88% chance majority here in the state in in the state of Pennsylvania, I do not live in Pennsylvania. I live in Maryland, right under Pennsylvania, right, right under Pennsylvania, though. But now that's something that that you need to look at. Democrats only win one of these states, but that would give the major a majority right there. That that alone would bring Democrats to the majority they need in the United States Senate. Now that these now that all of these retired seats uh have been done, uh, that would end the retire, uh, retirement part that I'm talking about. So Democrats will hold on to their majority. It is 
by this prediction, Democrats will hereby hold on to their majority with a 50-50, yeah, a 50-50 Senate. So that that's 50, that brings them up to 50-50 right there. So let's let's look at our map. Let's look at our uh, customizable uh, map right here. Where is my map? Where is my map? I don't think I have my map pulled up. So so we're going to need to put out a new map. I could have sworn I had a map out of here out here but let's pull up our senate map for 2022 uh yes senate so there are current so all together let's look at it like this there are 34 seats up for re-election okay so this is i think two-thirds of the senate so that's a lot of seats democrats have a upper hand here because they already have 36 senators republicans have 30 so let's fill in all of the safe states. So these are the states that we know for sure, without a doubt, will be going to Democrats. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't vote. This just means that Democrats will be winning here by a huge majority. So Washington State, Democrat, Oregon, California, uh, Illinois, Maryland, New York, Connecticut, and Vermont. Very safe. Democratic states. Um, what's another state over here? Hawaii. Hawaii is a very safe, uh, liberal state. So that brings Democrats up at a forty-five percent, forty-five seat majority. Not forty-five percent. I don't know where my mind is today. But for Republicans, these are states that they will absolutely win. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't vote. This just means that they will be winning here. So North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas. Oklahoma, Utah, Idaho, Alaska, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, Indiana, um, South Carolina, Alabama. That brings Republicans up to a 43-seat uh, majority. Now, as I said previously, I expect uh, Ohio will be going to the Republicans by a likely majority. Um, in the state of North Carolina, will be going to Republicans with a likely majority. In the state, uh, what's another state that will be up for re-election that somebody will be leaving? Alabama, I already said, this is a very safe, safe uh, Republican state, but, and that brings them up at a 45 to 45 majority right here. Nobody has a majority yet. They're getting closer and closer. So Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, without a doubt, uh, by 45% will be going to Democrats. Brings Democrats up to a 46-seat majority right here. So these are the retired seats. This includes the retired seats. So now there are currently nine more seats that need to be filled right now. Uh, Democrats are leading with only one seat. So let's move on to the next thing over here. So the So these remaining seats... Wait, actually, I'm I'm wrong. Republicans will be holding on to Ala, holding on to Alaska. I forgot to fill that in. Um, and Iowa obviously will be going to Republicans by a likely majority, but that leaves seven toss-up seats. Now Republicans have the upper hand here. Now they're at forty-seven. Democrats are at forty-six. Uh, uh, the remaining states are Nevada, Arizona. Colorado, Wisconsin, uh, Georgia, 
Florida, and New Hampshire. These are the seven states that remain. So let's dive in further into these states and what this means for the Democratic Party. So starting with, I forget, I forget where I am, but let's go to here with our contested, highly contested states at the moment. Um, hmm. You know, I you would think that I would have these things ready, but wait, actually I have the wrong thing pulled up. I apologize, I had the wrong thing pulled up, so... Alrighty, so where are my highly competitive states? So, okay, the most competitive states, starting with Arizona. Arizona, I haven't filled in yet. Democrats will, uh, it's a Democratic-held seat. Let's uh, look at the likelihood of this of of this uh of what we have right here so democrats will be holding on to this uh seat in arizona by a 66.2 percent chance of winning which would bring them at a point uh 4.7 percent chance margin of victory uh for republicans they'll have a 33.8 percent chance of winning this uh, state is really going further and further to Republicans in the state of Colorado. So let me fill that in. So Arizona will be going to Democrats, bringing them up at 47 to 47, equally divided with Republicans. So the state of Colorado, it, Democrats have an 85.4% chance of winning. This is a very comfortable majority for uh for Democrats, uh, Senator Michael Bennett, who is liked by the people of Colorado, will be winning his seat once more. So Colorado, we can say, without a doubt, undoubtedly, will be going to the Democratic Party. So we're going to stop right here and head into another segment. Uh, we'll be continuing on uh, this map because I unfortunately cannot go under, go over my uh, 30 minutes per segment so let's move into the next segment so we'll be right back all right so welcome back to life isn't fair with uh, miko parker so we are back on the air i had to uh, stop recording mainly because i am limited to 30 minutes to record and talk to you all so this is a pretty long episode a pretty pretty very long uh episode. So we were on the state of Colorado and Colorado Democrats have a very safe majority of winning here. Uh, uh, 85% uh, percent chance of winning, which is very comfortable. But we're going now to Florida. So sorry to Val Demings, <laughs> who is uh, running for United States Senate now. Republican Marco Rubio will be holding on to his seat here by an 85.4% majority. Very uh, comfortable margin, but still likely for Republicans and not safe. Uh, safe would be, I think, anywhere from 90% and over, but this, this we can establish. Florida is pretty safe at this moment. But now we're moving on to the state of Georgia, where Democrats do have a pretty solid chance of winning here. Uh, 65% point eight percent chance of winning at the moment. Senator Raphael Warnock will 
will probably be winning his re-election because, uh, as we know, George is starting to come very, very farther um, left. More people like Stacey Abrams are coming up in uh, Florida, who she almost won the governorship in the state of um, Georgia. I'm sorry if I said Florida, but I, I meant to say Georgia. So Georgia will be, uh, Democrats will be holding on. So Democrat, that puts Democrats up at a 49 majority. So uh, they don't have a majority yet. They only need one more seat and Republicans will be overtaken because they currently have a 48 seat majority. So let's move on to the state of Nevada. So Nevada, Democrats will be winning here by 68.7% chance of winning. This is pretty comfortable. Senator uh, Catherine Cortez Masto will be holding on to her seat here without a doubt. But there is a good chance that Repo- the Democrats will not be winning here. So let's not jump to any conclusions about uh, what's happening in the moment. So let's move on to New Hampshire. So in the state of New Hampshire, Democrats will be holding on to uh, their seats. So um, Senator Maggie Hassan will be holding on to her seat here by a 67.5% chance of winning. Pretty comfortable chance, and uh, without a doubt, Republicans will not be doing too well here. So that puts the Democrats up at a 51-seat majority. So Democrats already have the majority. They have nothing else to worry about. We only have one more state remaining, and that is the state of Wisconsin. And I can say, without a doubt, Republicans will be winning the state of Wisconsin. Um, the Republican winner, uh, the Republican nominee, is unclear at the moment. Many reasons, as I said previously, Republicans have not the senator who currently holds the seat has not given a real response on whether or not he will be running for re-election. But Republicans, if they do decide to run, will have a 69.4% chance of winning, with Democrats 30.6% chance of winning. Republicans have a pretty solid uh, chance of winning here. So that puts Republicans up at 49 seats, and Democrats technically at 50 seats, but since they do have a, as I said, Angus King, who caucuses with Democrats, that brings them up to a 51-seat majority. Therefore, Democrats will hold on to the Senate in 2022. So that is my prediction for 2022, and uh, thanks for listening to my prediction uh, today. So uh, we're going to do our outro now. We have now reached the end of this episode of Life Isn't Fair. I uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode of Life Isn't Fair, diving into the 2022 Senate race with between Republicans and Democrats, uh, aka Chuck Schumer versus Mitch McConnell. Uh, in this episode, we uh, I had fun making this episode, uh, going into what I think very pretty much harder to do it on this platform than it is to do it on uh, election channels that I see on YouTube, like uh, people like Let's Talk Elections. Uh, he's very great, the guy that runs Let's Talk Elections, but uh, I'm not able to visually show you all what is going on, but hopefully someday, uh, maybe someday, um, I'll probably put a link in the 
uh, description of this podcast where you can see the finalized map of uh, what my prediction says as of right as of August of 2021 about what I think will happen as of right now as I said before Democrats will be holding on with a 51 seat majority and Republicans with a 49 49 seat majority in these hot states Democrats only flipping one state and uh, Republicans flipping zero states so I hope that you all enjoyed once again and I hope to see you in the next episode of Life Isn't Fair. I think that I will be doing another episode today. Today is August 10th, 2021 on Tuesday, so uh, expect another episode. I can't guarantee that there will be another episode, but that's what I expect to do right now. So uh, I will see you all later. Uh, Adios.